So UFC 289 happened today or yesterday. I don't like, as the time of this recording, I don't really know. And Charles Oliveira came out of the bout with a fantastic knockout. I think it was in the first round. Let's double check. Bear with me. All right, yeah, Charles Oliveira, KO slash TKO, four minutes and 10 seconds into the first round. Forgive me for how I'm talking right now. I have an injury, so it's quite difficult to enunciate my words. Now, it's just, I've had some debates with friends. What's next for the lightweight division? Now, me is just a casual, well, not a casual fan, but it's just a regular guy who's talking about UFC. I don't really have a lot of power over what's going to happen next, but I do have an opinion over what I think should happen next. Now, as we know, um, Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje are set to rematch in July. And Benil Dariush, no plans for him right now. I don't know what they're going to do with him. Charles Oliveira is absolutely 100% going to rematch Islam for the title. Uh, which I'm very happy about, because I definitely want to see that fight happen again. Um, it's just that a lot of people don't think that Oliveira is going to be Islam. Now, I've got some thoughts about that. I think that if Oliveira can just hone his striking, hone his defensive wrestling, even offensive wrestling if he wants, but I don't know who would want to go and take down Islam. I don't know who would want to try. I don't know why they like. It would be awesome if he did. It would be super cool. Definitely be able to run it, rub it in some people's faces. But you know, it's like it doesn't really make sense. Continuing on from that point is, uh, I'm thinking that with the McGregor Chandler fight hopefully happening. I'm not 100% on that, but Dana said that. It should happen. Connor's talking about it happening. Chandler's talking about it happening. I don't know. I'm not 100% up to date with that. But hopefully it will happen in November or December sometime. So long as they both pass the USADA thing. Mostly looking at Chandler here because I do think that Connor already entered the testing pool. And Chandler looks huge. So he's already small for lightweight. He's already enormous for a lightweight to be able to make weight at 155. And now Connor wants to force him up to 185 because in his own words, you'll do what you told or whatever he said. I'm a massive McGregor fan. I'm an all right Chandler enjoyer, but I definitely think that the best place to do it is welterweight. 175, was it? 75, 65, no, they don't have 165. Yeah, 175, that's probably the best place to do it. Especially because Chandler is already too big for lightweight. He's huge. He looks like a bodybuilder, not a combat athlete. And that's probably why he gasses out so quickly in his fights. And that's going to be an even bigger issue for both Connor and Chandler. Because Connor's got terrible cardio. Chandler's got alright cardio, but the issue is that they're both going to be huge, and having a lot of muscle will impact your cardio negatively. Absolutely 100%. Which is why a lot of combat athletes only have muscle where they need it. Now I'm going to put a pin in this discussion. I'm going to go on to 
because uh, this is going to be important a bit in my idea, right? Poirier versus Gaethje. I think that uh, here's my plan for it, right? Charles is going to go fight Islam. And the winner of Poirier versus Gaethje should be in line for a title shot next. Now, the loser of Poirier versus Gaethje should fight the winner of McGregor versus Chandler if it does happen, hopefully. And Benil should fight the loser of McGregor versus Chandler. Now, in this case, that's mostly because I want to see Benil fight Chandler because I don't think he's going to beat Connor. But that's because I really like Connor. I'm not 100% on who will win Poirier versus Gaethje because I do. I saw the fight in November, Poirier versus Chandler. I thought that was fantastic. I do think that Chandler fought very dirty and Poirier handled it very well and very sportsmanlike. For, you know, like, I definitely would have been really mad if someone were doing what Chandler was doing, sticking their fingers in my mouth. He, I think he blew his nose on his face while they were uh, scrapping on, 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 the, on the floor. And that was crazy. Disgusting to look at, probably to experience was even worse. To do is, is just, like, you know, so petty and so pathetic. Very, and it was clearly, like, on purpose. He clearly did it on purpose. Now, that's not to say that Chandler's a cheat or that he's like a bad guy or that he's a bad fighter. I like Michael Chandler, but I definitely think that I definitely think that he fought dirty in the Poirier fight. Now, going on to Poirier and Gaethje, I do a lot of people they say that no one's going to be Islam. I think Poirier's got the best chance. Um, maybe even better than Charles, though I may be wrong there. I think I think it really depends because Poirier's got great aggressive grappling. He's got great defensive grappling. God knows he's the best boxer in the UFC. Um, he's just all he's a jiu-jitsu black belt, which is a is it a big deal now? I don't know, but he's got legitimate grappling skills. He's 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 legit, okay? Now, Gaethje, he's an alright defensive wrestler. He's a alright offensive wrestler. Uh, he's definitely not as high level on the ground as a lot of other people are. And I do think that sending him to fight Islam is like sending a lamb to slaughter. I like Justin Gaethje. I think he's a great fighter. I love watching him. I think he's, he's like, for a guy who's up until his first MMA class or up until the first time he's ever stepped into an MMA gym, has never done striking before, he's fantastic for for that level of experience. And he's very creative and, and he's very entertaining. And I have nothing against him, but I do think that he will not... I think that he will hurt Islam... He will definitely hurt him. He will definitely he will definitely dominate the standing. He'll absolutely hit him. He will injure him a lot because Islam is not invincible. Uh, Volkanovski showed that. But I also think that as soon as there, as soon as his back hits the floor, it's as good as over. Because once Islam gets a hold of him, I'm I'm pretty sure that you know. He's fucked. <laughs> I I do think, though, that Poirier has got a better shot 
at beating Islam than Gaethje does because I like seeing Poirier fight Khabib. Poirier came the closest anyone's ever come to to beating Khabib. That's insane. He had the guillotine choke. He almost knocked him out. I think Khabib had to run away from him. Looked like he was rocked. It was it was crazy. And that's absolutely a massive achievement, especially, you know, I, I'm a massive Connor fan, and I can even tell you that Poirier was super good in the McGregor fights. He, absolutely just so impressive, uh, especially after being dominated in the first fight on the stand-up. McGregor was a different beast back then, and Poirier definitely, you know, showed that Connor is, is not the same as he used to be after the Mayweather fight. I mean, before the Mayweather fight. Now, I think it's... So, back to my plan. I'm thinking if, you know... Best case scenario, McGregor and Chandler, they duke it out. Connor wins. That's my best case scenario. You might be different. You might like Chandler more. I like Connor. I want him to win. I think he will win. Um, best case scenario, the fight does happen. And, you know, Connor is back at it again. You know, Chandler goes back down to lightweight. Hopefully, Connor goes back down to lightweight. Or he can stay at welterweight. I've got two separate plans for that. If Connor goes down to lightweight after the Chandler fight, then I think that it only makes sense for the loser of Gaethje and Poirier to fight Connor. And. The no, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase it. I'm gonna rephrase it because I don't want to trigger anyone. Actually, I don't really give a shit. But at the same time, I don't want to like I don't want to make it sound like you fucking get it. Look, okay, so loser Poirier Gaethje fights the winner of McGregor Chandler, which will be McGregor. Loser of McGregor Chandler fights Benil Dariush. And winner of Poirier Gaethje fights the winner of Islam and Charles, who will be the title holder. And after that, the loser of Islam and Charles... Oh, fuck. I don't know what to do with that. Okay. That's... You know what? That... Hmm. Dana can do whatever he wants with the loser. It doesn't really matter to me. What I am curious about here is... Okay, well, McGregor versus Chandler isn't going to be a lightweight event. You know, maybe they'll change their minds, but for now, Connor's talking about it being at 185. Chandler wants it to be 175. I want it to be 175. I, well, actually, I want it to be at 155, but, you know, you got to make compromises. But if you, if you, if you weigh it out, then chances are they're going to have it happen at 175 as a compromise because Chandler will not be able to make 185 while looking like a combat sports athlete. He will look like Mike O'Hearn to get up to 185. And Connor is just too small for 185. I like Connor. I respect Connor. He's my favorite fighter. He's my idol. But. He's not going to survive at 185 uh, because they got giants like Adesanya. They got hard hitters like, like Whitaker. It's a whole thing. I don't think he's going to stay at 185. 
But I think that if he decides to stay at 185, I don't think it's going to be good. I think the best course of action is, is 175. If Connor wants to go higher than 155 and, and Chandler wants to follow him anywhere and do as he's told, then probably 175 because Chandler won't make 185 for sure. That's 100%. Because he's already huge to be able to make 155. How is he going to make 185? That It's unbelievable. Now... To make the jump from 155 to 185 is 30 pounds. Chandler will have to put on 30 more pounds of muscle. That's insane. You can't. You can't. He can't. He won't be able to perform with another 30 pounds of muscle on him. He can barely perform with this much muscle on him. It's especially Connor as well because he's got a. He, he's already huge. He's huge now. At, he, he, he says he walks around at, at, at 200 pounds. That's crazy. He's enormous. And and because of that, his cardio is going to suffer. That's 100%. A lot of athletes will say that muscle is only important where you need it for your sport. And as me, I am a guy who trains combat sports a lot. I want to compete professionally in combat sports and I'm older, I can absolutely 100% say, well, actually, I'm, I'm not really educated enough to say it, but, like, I, I, I agree. I definitely agree. Because then you got, you need more oxygen to get to your muscles to be able to have them function. And, and his cardio already suffers enough, both Chandler and McGregor. I think it's clear that the best way to do is 175. Now, if you think about it, and back to my original point of Islam and Charles, if you think about it, then let's say without, remove McGregor and Chandler from the idea here, right? Because they are no longer a lightweight event. Nothing's confirmed yet, but chances are they won't be a lightweight event. So let's think about Gamrot and Fiziev. Mateusz Gamrot and Rafael Fiziev are both coming off a loss now. Um, and take, for example, okay, so you have Benil Dariush who knocked out Gamrot in October and now got knocked out by Oliveira. Now, you have Justin, who I think it was a knockout when he fought for you, yeah? Yeah, 286. Decision. Okay, well, Fiziev's still coming off a decision loss to... So now, if we have the idea of Benil fights the loser of Gaethje Poirier, then I think we should have Gamrat and Fiziev fight and they sh and the winner of that should fight the winner of uh, Benil versus the loser of uh, Gaethje Poirier. So if Poirier wins, then Benil will fight Justin, and Justin and well they'll fight Benil will fight Justin, and whoever loses that, the winner of Gamrat and Fiziev will fight. Uh, the winner of that fight and 
The loser of Gamrov as you will fight the loser of Dariush and Gechi. I mean, well, Dariush and whoever wins and loses Hori and Gechi. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. I think that that the reason this is difficult for me to figure out is because we don't we've got all the high level lightweight contenders that that are that are making a name for themselves now, but they've been the same contenders for for a very long time now. There's been nobody new like everyone knew that Islam at some point was going to become a title contender. But but as soon as, like when he entered the UFC and he was such a big deal because he was training with Khabib, everyone thought he was Khabib 2.0. And then you check his record. New guys will come in. I was I was new to the UFC. I checked the record. 23 to 1, I think 24 to 1 now after Volkanovski. That was a steal, by the way. I, I really thought Volk won that. Definitely. That was, that was. It was disappointing, you know? But the same way that the welterweight division is also kind of dead too. But, but the difference is that there are bigger stars in the lightweight division, but more. Um, more competitive athletes in the welterweight division. In welterweight, you got Hamzat, who's who's a big deal. He's bulldozing the division. He fought Gilbert. Gilbert is crazy good. You, Gilbert beat Bilal. Did Gilbert beat Bilal? Or did Bilal? Well, Gilbert fought Bilal. I didn't really care who won. Hopefully, it was Gilbert. I'll check in a moment. Then you got Colby and Leon. Leon is great. It's just that he's not. He's not. He lacks something. He lacks that that flair. That that the same flair that even Poirier has. What's different? I can't tell. What's the difference? Why do I? Why do people know who Dustin Poirier is, but some people don't know who Leon Edwards is? I don't know. I like Leon Edwards. I think he fights. I think he fights real good. I, I, his technique is smooth. He's such a he's a very elite level striker. I think I think that the issue is in his lack of ability to keep people on edge. Because if you've got high level contenders in lightweight and high level contenders in welterweight, but they know more about the contenders in lightweight than the champion in welterweight, then you know that something's wrong. I, I think Leon delivers a really good show. I don't think that he builds up to a good show. I will always want to watch a Leon Edwards fight that's coming up. I don't care who he's fighting. I'll always want to watch it. Same way that I'm going to watch Volkanovski fight Rodriguez at 290. It's because Volkan put on a really good show. Despite how, like, alright his trash talk can be. I like his trash talk. I think he sells the fight real good. I think that he's a great guy. I think he's a great, even better fighter. But the thing that Leon is lacking is that ability to make even people mad. He makes people mad. Connor made people mad. Now, take the guy who just beat up Darren Till, Adrikas Duplessis. Everyone hates this guy. And now, because they hate him, he's 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 in line for a title for for a title title shot. He's fighting Whitaker, I think at 291 or 290 for a title shot. And 
uh, I don't know who Adesanya is fighting the winner of that. But the reason that Duplessis is now in line to get the shit kicked out of him by Robert Whitaker or even by Adesanya, I pray that Whitaker teaches him a lesson. But but like Adesanya, even if he moves through Whitaker by some miracle, maybe Whitaker slips and knocks himself out on the floor while he tries to kick him. Something might happen. Okay, it's it's a very lucrative sport. I think lucrative. Lucrative is the wrong word, but it's a very anything can happen. It's 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 a sport. It's combat sports. It's everything's a mystery. Right? Leon was... He won the first round against Kamaru in their second fight. He won the first round against Kamaru at 278. And then he started to lose the fight until he whipped out that cross kick. That was fantastic. But he was losing that fight. Two, two to one. And now... If you look at it objectively... The reason that Duplessis is now fighting Robert Whitaker for the title shot is because he made people mad. And they want to see him. And because he's he made people mad, people know who he is now. Same with Connor. Connor was outrageous. And then people knew who he was. People like Hamzat because... Because he fights good, but people like to watch Hamzat because he delivers a good show. And he builds up and sells a good show. Because everyone is terrified of this guy. This guy's terrifying. He's the devil. He looks scary. His nickname is terrifying. Boars, I didn't even know what it meant until like last month. It's like like some kind of badger or some kind of wolf. It's some kind of animal. When you when you if you watch his fight with Kevin Holland, when he took down Kevin Holland, he took himself down as well. He was rolling around with them too. That was crazy. That was that was. And so, back to my point, the way that you sell a fight is by making sure that people know who you are and want to watch your fight. Like, you could be a really not-so-entertaining fighter. Who's a not-entertaining fighter? Uh, Bilal. Bilal Muhammad. I don't care about this guy. I'm fine with him. I think he's a nice guy. I don't care about him as a, as a contender. I don't... I don't remember the name. It's just that this guy is... Man, where do I start on Bilal? This is definitely a topic for another episode, but I think that, Jesus, where do I go with this? So if you have, people care about Bilal because, not because he's entertaining, because he's not entertaining. Well, actually, people don't care about Bilal. People care about who cares about Bilal. Because he fought Gilbert Burns. And Gilbert is a big deal. He's very underrated, but he's a fantastic fighter. He's very high level. He's got high level grappling. He's got high level boxing. He's got high level kickboxing. He kicks real good. Like, damn. Okay. But also, it's just that 
Gilbert became more famous with his fight against Hamza because he made him bleed. It's like Superman versus Batman. He made him bleed. That's like if someone cut Khabib open because Hamzat is undefeated now. But now we know he's human. We know he can be hurt. We don't know if it's going to happen again, but we know it's possible. Absolutely. And, and Gilbert did that coming off a of very short notice. I think it was six weeks. Six weeks notice. So two months, no, a little less than two months. That's crazy. So, in the end, I think that, I think the way you should, where, how did he even go to this? Where, where did I even get to this? Look, okay, think about it this way. Think about it this way. You've got, I'm going to go back to Islam now. You've got Charles, who just came off a fantastic win in the first round. Show me the money. He spoke English. It was a huge deal. And you got Islam, who just came up, whose winning streak is getting longer and longer. But I think he lost that battle against Volkanovski. Because Volk came out of it looking like a normal dude on on just a really hot Sunday. He was sweating. He was red, sure. But Islam's eye was fucked up. Islam was red. His eye looked like he popped a vessel or something. His eye was red. And, and there was this massive bruise around it. He looked like he got mugged. By, by by a five foot six guy. He got fucked up. Now, I think Charles versus Islam is the way to go. Then the winner of, in conclusion, I'm concluding here. This is the end. I'm done. Because I keep losing my train of thought. Here, I'm doing it again. So you've got Islam and Charles. They're fighting now. Winner of Islam and Charles... It's a title fight, so clearly the winner of Islam and Charles is gonna fight for the, not fight for the title, but get the title. Fuck, I'm, I'm, the CTE is kicking in. So, after that, I think that the winner of Poirier Gaethje should be next in line for a title shot. Then, the, I'm gonna go with McGregor Chandler here, if it's a lightweight event. Winner of McGregor Chandler gets to fight... This is an if, okay? And winner of McGregor Chandler fights loser of uh, Oliveira and Mahachev. Then the loser of Poirier Gaethje fights the winner of Dariush and... Uh, no. The loser of Poirier Gaethje fights Dariush. And then the winner of Gamrat Fiziv fights... The winner of Dariush, Ga- uh, Dariush and whoever loses Poirier Gaethje. That's my thought. That's how I would. If I could do it, that's how I would do it, right? But if you wipe McGregor Chandler off of the board there, just get them out of there, right? M- metaphorically. You still got all these other contenders. I think this is the way to go. I think that the loser of... In a perfect world, that's how I would do it. But here... I'd say the loser of Poirier Gaethje fights Dariush, and the loser of Mahachev Oliveira fights whatever. I say, actually, I don't, I don't really give a shit at this point because I want Oliveira to win, and if Oliveira wins, I don't care what they do with Islam after. That's my bias. Whatever, okay? But 
whatever it is, you know, I'm, I'm not going to complain because then we get to see if it's Islam that wins, then we get to see Gechi or Poirier beat him up. If you have Gechi win the Poirier versus win the Poirier match, then Gechi goes up to fight Islam. If Islam beats Oliveira, if, if, then it's going to be very one-sided because if, if, if Islam can take him down, he'll drown him. And if Gaethje can keep him up, he'll just slap the shit out of him over and over again. He's not going to knock him out. He might knock him out, but he's not going to try to. He's going to try to hurt him, sure. He's not going to try to put him to sleep. Because the idea is that he's there to spill blood. We're there to see blood. That's what we want. We want to see violence. What's more violent than blood all over the floor of an arena in a cage? And that's why Gaethje lives. He lives for it. The guy's a maniac. I love it. Now, moving on, here's my final conclusion. Ideally, you could have high-level contenders such as Gaethje and Poirier. They fight to as a title eliminator. Whoever wins that definitely deserves it because they've both been doing really good lately. Uh, It's a fight that's meant to be at this point. You've seen all the memes. They've got so many similarities. It's like they should have happened and their first names are Justin and Dustin. It's just like this is the fight to make. Now, if you go forward with that, then Islam and Charles fight and then the loser of Poirier Gaethje fights Benil. You can forget, like, in this case, because we don't have enough eliminations, you couldn't have Gamera and Fiz- I still think that Gamera and Fiziev should fight. I think that would be a fantastic fight. But I do think that Gamera takes the cake on that one if he can take him down. But at the same time, I think, I think the chances are equal as any. But either way, that's, that's the end of that. And... Uh, I'm, I'm going to stop talking now because I'm starting to end up like a Joe Biden situation. I'm good, you know. So thank you so much for listening to me rant about this. This was a 30-minute episode. Jesus Christ, what am I doing with my life? And uh, those are my thoughts on UFC 289. So when I feel like it, I'll talk again. Uh, not about UFC, but about anything I want. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube. Dino has no sponsor. I don't know if I'm going to post anything there, but I still appreciate it. Um, follow me on Instagram, Danny Kenderlick MMA. So, I mean, that last one doesn't really matter, but like, uh, you know, whatever you want, I don't really care. Um, so yeah, thank you, and uh, see you next time. Have a good day. Oh.